All right, guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of Naked Sunday. I'm your host, Caleb Nelson, and I'm here with my bro, Jason Ackerman. Excited to do a little more deep diving today. We did a little chit chat about my past and some turning points. There's many more turning points, but <laughs> we cover one at a time on this show. Otherwise, we could be here for millennia. Um, today, we're going to dive into a little bit with you, man. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to kind of hear you uh, unravel some of your uh, what you've talked about as to being a pretty pivotal thing or pretty uh, important aspect of your life, specifically your childhood. I know you talk a lot about it in your, uh, uh, your mindset course. Um, so I'm excited to dive in. Um, let's talk about it. So you brought up early on in your, in the course, if anybody hasn't downloaded, uh, Ackerman mindset, you can go reach out and do that. Um, but Jay, I know you talk a lot about your parents' divorce as being something that's been pretty, uh, impactful as you start to look at some of your, your mindset and your kind of your default mode as you've gone out throughout your life. Uh, tell me a little about that. Tell me a little bit about the most impactful part of your life. Um, I just, just sure. <laughs> you know, what's, what's really funny is I didn't think it was so impactful. And then I remember at one point recently you were saying, hey, every time you've spoken publicly, you typically say something along the lines of, you know, I'm a child of divorce. How's your and it, <laughs> yeah, that's my opener. And it, it wasn't until... You told me that, that I realized like obviously there's something to it if I say it that often. And, you know, reflected on that quite a bit. That was before I did the mindset course and I really wanted to dive deep into why I do things the way I do, you know, why I think the way I do, why I act the way I do. And yeah, I think a lot of it really boils down to that. I don't think it's good nor bad. Like, I don't think if my parents didn't get divorced my life would be sunshine and rainbows or that it's terrible right now. I think it just is one of those things similar to you with, you know, your, you know, religious or spiritual upbringing with your family that it's just, we all have it. It's something that impacts you. You know, just so happened for me, it was at a very young age at like five years old. Did you, I mean, divorces can go a million different ways. I've met people who've, whose parents have like had amicable divorces. I've had other friends that have had parents that not so great. You know, how, how did that, like, what did that look like for you? Like, um, did you live with your mom, live your dad? Like, where'd you go? Just listeners have a little context. What you happened. know, when, you, when, yeah, well, when you're a kid, you don't really know any different than what you're dealing with. You know, so my parents got divorced and that was it. It wasn't like, hey, we're still going to have holiday dinners together or we're going to do this, you know, within a year, I wouldn't say within a year, but around a year after the divorce, you know, my mom moved 45 minutes away closer to Westchester. My father stayed in Poughkeepsie. So that was just the new normal. Like, okay, I, I'm with my mom Monday through Friday and with my father most weekends. And in fact, I didn't know there was other options for divorce. I remember you know, later on in life, whether it was, you know, middle school, high school, or even college, talking to other kids from divorce. And they were like, yeah, I spent, you know, Mondays with mom, Tuesdays with dad, like, because they still lived close by, you know, because my parents lived 
nearly an hour away that wasn't feasible. So I just thought that was normal. And I also thought it was very normal that once people got divorced, they never spoke to one another, you know, un unless it was an emergency. The old, the old joke with my parents was always, you know, the next time you guys are going to see each other is, you know, my wedding or my fault, you know, and it just so happened to be my wedding and they didn't say a word to each other. Nice. A little cold shoulder. Um, well, I mean, that's kind of just the way sometimes things go, right? Uh, as you've been, I mean, I know it's been a lot more of a deep dive lately for you as you've reflected on it. And like we said, we talked about it as we were talking about your, your course. What are some of the things where you feel like it's impacted you the most, whether it's been your relationships or, you know, business or just your general outlook on, on life? Like, what are some of the big lessons you've taken out of that? I think one of the biggest lessons I took from it and, and unwillingly, you know, it was an influence on my life is the idea, similar to you actually, with that when I would date someone, like this is it. Like I was always dating someone like with the intention of like, this is it, this is marriage. However, within a year two or three, it would always be like, no. Mm. I don't know, you know, I, don't really, I never really thought about that. It was always... I remember like, even in you know, like you in high school was like, okay, I'm dating this girl. Like we're going to be together forever. Like in high school, unreasonable. Then my first girlfriend in college, then my second girlfriend, you know, then my third girlfriend, you know, and then multiple throughout my adulthood. But it was always like, I, I feel for some reason I never had, you know, I, I have friends and, and as do you that were like always just dating girls, not necessarily pursuing a relationship you know, where, you know, I had some fun here and there throughout college and, you know, post-college, but, you know, 80 to 90% of the time, if I was talking to a, a female, it was like, hey, I want to move this into a relationship. I don't know if that came from that divorce or not, the divorce mindset. Kind of like natural instinct is to like create some security and some long-term, like it's locked up kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, really. I don't know though. I don't know what aspect of dealing with a divorce that was, or, you know, cause it's funny then you know, my parents went through a divorce, but both of them within, I would say 18 months were remarried and they, you know, it's still together with that significant, you know, my stepfather and stepmother. And so I don't know. I don't know if it was the act of the divorce, if it was the remarriage, I really don't know where that idea came from. Hmm. What did you, I mean, I have no concept of being in that situation. It's never, I mean, my parents been together 35, 40 years, wherever long it's been at this point. Um, what was it like, like with like step parents or anything like that? Did you have like, do you, I don't know what type of relationship with have with them at all. Um, I mean, you're young, so I'm assuming like there was a little more interaction. Oh no. My step parents are like two additional parents. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I have four parents. And, you know, I think that's because, like I said, I, you know, maybe I was six when they were remarried. So we're talking 36 years ago. You know, they basically both have been in my life and raised me along with my biological parents. The, you know, I grew up under the roof of my mom and stepfather. And then weekends spent it with my father and stepmother and, you know, uh, yeah, it, it was never, you know, that's what was strange for me with divorce. It was never, I never looked at it in a negative light. You know, I obviously dealt with 
the repercussions of my parents fighting, especially my mom. You know, I lived with my mom and she was very angry with my father. And to this day, you know, still doesn't like him mm. to the point that I try not to even bring him up ever, you know, at 42 years old. Um, but no, my step, you know, I always looked at it as cool. I get, you know, two new parents. I, I got a sister in the you know deal. Um, I was always like, cool, I get two Hanukkahs or, you know, we got Christmas all of a sudden because of my sister. So I, I don't know if I did that on purpose or my parents tricked me, but I would always be trying to look at the bright side of it. Well, we know that your, <clears throat> your favorite quote, right? All for good. Everything kind of eventually becomes what it becomes, right? And you learn. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know that I was thinking that at the time, but. What, uh, do you ever, like, have you ever gone back and, like, talked to your mom or your father about, like, that, like, for life lessons about, hey, relationships or anything like that? I ask that because I like, no. place in my life. <laughs> now, like, talk to my parents about, like, the real, like, the stuff, you know? Like, you're when you're younger, you're like, there's no, I don't have any context. And I don't have anything, like, really to bring back to the table and, you know. I'm trying to learn for the sake of truly like learning now, not just like, I guess I'm supposed to listen, you know? No, I, I, you know, I've never done that. I think that'll change obviously with a, with a baby, you know, I'm sure I'll need advice and have questions, but never really relationship questions. I mean, if anyone gave me any advice, it was always my stepmother. Mm. So not, Which, your- you know, <laughs> what's that? And then here you are now. <laughs> yeah, you know, but um, no, I was never one to. I think it's awesome what you've done with your mom and your and your family. I've not quite done that yet. Which do I want to? Yes. Am I nervous to do it? Yes. What holds you back? I don't know. I think it's just uncomfortable. You uncomfortable. It's so funny because I always say that, like I can talk to people and ask them the wackiest, you know, most deep questions, but then I've gotten better about that with my father and stepmother, but not with my mother and stepfather. What is the, what do you think is at the root of that? I I, I think it's the feeling that my mom doesn't want to talk about it. Hmm. I've had similar feelings. Like when I started my father's fairly like, whatever, I'll talk about anything. My mom is more like, until recently, I was always worried like if I was going to bring something up or talk about something, I would hurt her feelings. And not, I didn't know if I had the capacity to have a real conversation with her in a way that like all sides would be like understood and appreciated and validated and, you know, all those different things. Um, are you planning on bringing it up and like talking and like, are you even curious? I'm very curious. Like, I, it's definitely a fear of mine to have any of them pass away and not have had that conversation. I'm sitting here and thinking about like the most powerful motivator on the planet, which I think is regret. And like, I, I, a lot of those things, like I've talked a lot about my father when he got sick and a lot of those things kind of came staring me straight in the face. I'm like, Oh, like they could die tomorrow. Like this could happen or, you know, I could have something could happen to me. And that would be my greatest regret that I wouldn't, I wouldn't really be able to like move the needle on the, uh, the opportunities that I have right now in front of me. 
so that's what moved the, the thing. What do you think it would take for you to start kind of moving that needle forward for you? Especially if you're so curious. Probably the fear that something's going to truly happen and I won't have that opportunity in the future. Hmm. Do I need to like pose a challenge to you? And like, <laughs> you know, you and your challenges, you like, <laughs> you like your challenge. I mean, no, I don't, I don't want it to be a challenge. I want to do it because I truly want to do it. Um, I think I will just, you know, right time, right place. Like, like I said, probably having a, a baby is going to be able to allow me to ask questions like, what did you do with this? How, how did you handle this type of stuff? Um, yeah, you know, I've had some, I, I've slowly opened that door with my father and stepmother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're a little bit easier to talk to about that stuff. Um, but even they hold back when I've done it, you know, it's like, they're your parents. They, I don't know, there, there's something about it. They don't want to give away too much of the, you know, behind the curtains type of thing. But uh, I guess I could pry a little bit more. What do you hope to like, learn from it, right? Because I mean, I can say from my own perspective, when I started to learn more about my parents and, you know, that's like what potentially led them to make certain decisions in their life. I was just genuinely curious. I didn't want to, I don't want to make the same mistakes if they did find that there were some mistakes and that was a big driver for me. Um, But also I wanted to just be able to have some sense of understanding of like, wait, where do I, like, where were am I, where am I going? I'm like, this is, does this make sense? Um, What are you hoping to learn from, from all that, from a discussion there? Just what was their life like? Like what happened? Why, why did these things happen? You know, what are some of the things that you regret, you know, just really learning all those things about them. You know, there's definitely a fear of like, they're going to, be gone one day and I'll know nothing about my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the very, I know the surface level of all of them, but not like, like you and I know much more about one another than we do our parents. Probably. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, it's strange that we feel, I don't know what it is that, and correct me if you feel differently about it, like, but there's like almost like a taboo about being able to have a real open, straight up conversation with your, your parents or just like your elders in general. I don't know. I had a lot of that, like respect and revere your elders. You can't really like have that. I never knew how to talk to people that were older than me that were like, like what I deemed to be the authority. Like, am I allowed to ask certain things? Is this right? Or is this wrong? Is this, um, am I going to be in trouble for having some of those things, you know? And then for me, one day I just realized like, well, they're all, we're all just humans. What makes that so wrong? And somebody else having a taboo opinion about that, about having like a very open conversation, maybe I'll ask a real question. I was like, well, that's somebody else's opinion. I don't really, I don't really care because I'm curious and I feel like the information that I could garner from this would be very valuable to the knowledge to me, but like the people that I'm responsible to. Right. Because again, I'm uncovering my own stuff. Um, I mean, really what it comes down to is vulnerability. Like we've discussed before, I just have to be willing to ask the question, you know, like going back to what we've discussed for months, like you reached out to me, I could have answered positively or negatively. And it's the same thing. I can be like, Hey mom, tell me about 
what it was like going through a divorce. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Or here's what it was like. You know, it's me just being willing to ask that question and, and not be attached to the outcome. That brings up an interesting thought to me. Like, where do you, is there a specific realm topic that you like struggle to be vulnerable in with people in general? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Not really. Hmm. You know, it's not, it, it wouldn't be, I'm not vulnerable in the sense that I don't want to talk about it with me. It's vulnerable in the sense that I don't know how they're going to respond to the questions. So then you're not. And not, not that I care about the answer, more so like that they will or won't want to answer them. So is it like the, reje- the rejection of that, not being like accepted for wanting to have that curiosity? Met? Maybe a little of that, maybe a little bit of like, you know, I, I, I know it wasn't easy for my mom to go through the divorce. You know, and based on that, she's still very upset about it. Like, I'm sure over the years, like, you know, hopefully it's improved, but, you know, it's something that was really, you know, it's raw, maybe even, you know, 30 something years later. Mm -hmm. So not wanting to, you know, rip that bandaid off her and and get her upset. Hmm. How do you feel like it's affected your relationships just in general? Like I said, I think, I think especially with dating, it really, for some reason, pushed me to like advance relationships quickly. Like I never liked the idea of we're dating, but it's like, ah, we're just dating. It was always like either we're together or we're not. When are we moving in basically? (laughs) I mean, sometimes, yeah, there was times I moved in very quickly, um, including with Ross, but you know, more, so, but you know, yeah, there, I don't remember having any relationship where we didn't move in within six to nine months. Wow. That's as an adult, once, you know, beyond college, after college, obviously, like the girl I dated out of college, we moved in together quickly. Um, the girl I dated after her, I had a couple of girls in between there where we, we didn't. And I think that was kind of the only time in my life where there were two periods in my life. It was like that, that period of time, like right before CrossFit where I was just kind of chilling out, dating a couple of people. And then, uh, and then another period of time, like while, you know, you and I were friends in that period where I kind of just was dating a little bit and then everything else was always, you know, a relationship. Serial monogamist. Yeah, you know, I'd say that's a pretty good way to describe it. Not too far off, so. Um, No, I think, and you know, yeah, I agree. I think you and I have similar, similar habits there. I would agree with that. What other areas of your life have you noticed, like, some impact just from your, like, that early on, the upbringing there? You know, you talk a lot about wrestling, you talk a lot about, you know, we talk a lot about like just perspective on even money and, and finances and security. We've talked a lot about that recently, obviously off air. Um, how do you think those things have been really like affecting you? Cause I know, I know a lot of people who discuss that where they're like, yeah, I, I didn't realize I had this mindset about things. No, like I talk about in the mindset course and like you and I've spoken about, I think 
seeing my mother stressed when it came to finances during that period of time before she was remarried really impacted me to the point that I was like, okay, I never want to be like that. I never want to feel like that. And I don't think, again, no different than the dating. It wasn't like a switch went off. It wasn't like I can even tell you I felt that way. It's just ingrained, you know, and, you know, a child of, you know, my, both, you know, really all four of my parents are Jewish now. And then my grandparents, like, you know, going through the depression, like obviously all of that stuff impacted me as well. But I think really, you know, seeing my mom stressed and struggle and tears when it came to finances had, had a deeper impact than I ever realized. Mm. How do you see that play out in like your, I, I, you know, you talk and you mentor a lot of coaches, a lot of business owners as well. Right. How do you see like, I think that's really always important that people kind of understand like how it's affected some of those types of relationships. I mean, I know it's how we were. Um, how do you see that played out in some of the, you know, cause it's not just about intimate relationships, it's about the, the people that you impact every single day. How do you see it played out there? I, I, I think twofold one, you know, on a personal level, I always try to live within my means. Like I never get crazy. I, you know, people show up in fancy cars and this and that, like, I'm, I'm not that guy. Like if I won the lottery tomorrow, like I'll buy a new Subaru. Like that's me. Um, you know, it might be the nicest Subaru you can buy, but it, you know, I'm not buying a, you know, a Ferrari. And then I also think both in relationships with employees or, you know, my coaching staff and people that I dated, I always wanted to take care of them. Like, I, you know, even with you and Kevin and everybody, like it might not have been the best paying job, but it was always like, I, you remember like when Kevin was leaving, like I want, we wanted to keep him. When you wanted to come on, like I wanted you, like I always wanted to make sure you guys were taken care of and had something. And, and whenever I was given the opportunity, even for the box, it'd be like 20 people went out to dinner. I would try to pay for it from the gym or, you know, or, you know, just always trying to be as generous as I felt possible with, with the business. Hmm. How do you think it back to your coaching? I don't know. I don't know how it impacted my coaching. Maybe just the idea of, you know, caring for people, but I, I don't know that that aspect of, you know, money impacted my coaching. Well, not necessarily money, but like, just like, the kind of like the vein of your relationships, do you see a common pattern within them? Just the idea of wanting to help people and bring out their best. Yeah. I don't know that that was impacted, you know, maybe to some extent, but, you know, I think, I think more so like, especially as you dive into wrestling for me, like realizing, Hey, you're not great, but you can be better. You know, that was wrestling for me. I'm not, I don't have athletic prowess. You know, I wasn't an outstanding wrestler. Anything I've achieved athletically has simply been hard work, you know, stubbornness and, you know, pushing myself and then trying to get people to realize that, which is, as you know, many times caused aggravation for people. I usually don't. <laughs> where, you know, where now I've, you know, gotten better. There's a, there's a few people at the box here and, and man, they just, it's like you don't know that you can go do more. 
like you see them and it's like, you know, every box has it. You've seen it. I've seen it where it's like, oh, I got I'll do, I have to do 40 reps. All right. I'll do 10. I'll put it down. I'll take a break. Like, you know, no, get 11, get 12, get 20. This, you know, like, I think for a lot of people when they're starting CrossFit, especially, or any fitness program, they just don't know what it's like to push. And, you know, I try to bring that out of them, like do more, do more. You could do this. And I get a lot of those looks like, no, dude, like I can't do it or I don't want to, you know, and that's, that's where the aggravation comes in. Right. My dog is now barking at me because of course he wants food. <laughs> carrots. He loves his carrots. I'm going to have to give him a little treat while we're Rocky's Rocky's sleeping here. Rocky's just living his best life right now. Sleeping on my lap. You are quite the avid dog lover. I'm, oh yeah. My family actually thought I hated dogs. And they will still say that to this day that they think I, I hated dogs. And I was like, no, I just, I'm always big about, as you're talking about like caring for people and things like that. I'm like, I believe this is a responsibility that, you know, it's not something to be taken lightly. This, this is an, a life that's now I'm responsible for that. I don't take that. Um, I don't take that responsibility. Just like, it's like, Oh, I'm just going to get a dog. Lightly. Exactly. What other big turning points do you, can you think of that? Like really impacted your, your life? I mean, those are the, probably the big two for me. It was like the divorce of my parents and wrestling. Mm-hmm. you know th- those I believe were what's that I couldn't hear you well like I said just the divorce and and starting the wrestling team now you're a, you're still a star wrestler right still doing your jits to this day well outside of the pandemic yes so <laughs> the Oh, that's right. Cause I don't have it going on right now, but it's going on again, but it's, you know, because of Roz's pregnancy, just being safe. That makes sense. That makes sense. What, uh, what advice would you give to anybody who's kind of, you know, you're like you said, you're, you were like, Oh, I didn't think anything of it, but as you've looked back, is there anything that you perhaps were like, maybe I should have just paid attention to that, that you could give somebody some advice from uh, your experience with all that? No, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, I'm going to give advice that I'm not heeding right now. And it's like, forge those relationships with your parents. You know, I, I have a good friend, Howie, who I remember, you know, he was like my first friend in college. We, you know, best man at my wedding. Uh, you know, we talk pretty regularly. And I remember in college, the first time his parents came to visit and seeing the relationship he had with them. And I was like, that's so weird. Like giving his dad a kiss, you know, not, you know, and saying, I love you. And like, just, I was like, this is crazy, you know? And, uh, and I, you know, again, it's like, you don't know any, you only know what's in your kind of world and what you're surrounded with. So I just assumed like what I was dealing with in my family, like this is normal. And then you're like, wow, you, you know, so, you know, like we've talked about, like it's, it's my opportunity now with a baby girl coming to, to create that. It's funny you say that my friend, your college roommate, Colin, and we're still friends uh, to this day. I, 
I remember him and his father having a very close relationship. He was very close with both with everybody in his family. And I did like, you know, I talked with my mom and my parents about that. Like I, I was just felt very distant myself in general. I just didn't know like how to be close to people in general, um, at least familial. And I remember at his bachelor party, I was talking to both him and his father. I asked them at the same moment, I was like, how did you guys have this relationship? And like, I'm, because I'm in the, I was in the midst of trying to forge this deeper relationship with my family at that time and kind of bring people back together. So I can, I can definitely echo your, your sentiments on that of like, wow, this is when you see it, you're like, I didn't know that that was a, I didn't know that was a thing, you know, very like, like a lot more warm and like, uh, and that kind of, uh, feeling very open in terms of conversation and things like that. And they're both like, we just talk. And I was like, it's that easy. And I'm like, yeah, it's that easy. I was like, all right, I guess, I guess I'm going to go give that a shot for a little bit. Um, I think that most people don't, you know, for me, I just didn't want to be the person who took for granted the fact that I had my folks on this planet. And I, I think I'm bold enough to ask them some real questions. So you know, why, why miss out on the opportunity if I have the, if I have the chance? Yeah, I'm going to do it. You're, I'm not going to do it on the phone, but next time I see my mom in person, which will hopefully be you know, in February or March when the baby's here, I'm going to do it. I'm excited what do you about that. I'm very excited about this. We're breaking down barriers. You know, that I just finished up that, that course over the, over the weekend. And I'm like, putting all these things to work right now. And I'm like, we just had a little breakthrough session right now. And this was wonderful to see like, Hey, he's going to make the, he's well, going to delete. Yeah. What's still, you know, it, it comes down to vulnerability. Like we've discussed, what's to lose, you know, you know, maybe, you know, Hey, it might take an edible or a couple of glasses of tequila, but <laughs> it'll happen. <laughs> you know, an edible usually will, will smooth things out and make it a little bit easier. Um, that's about all I got for today. You have any other sentiments you want to share with everybody right now? No, this, I, you know, this is really good to talk about this kind of stuff. I think I'm not in a somber mood. I might be quiet. And I think it's just because I'm really trying to reflect and, you know, this stuff, I wouldn't say it's sad or like I said, depressing. It's just, you know, you have to look back and, you know, thinking about your past. And I, I really try to live by that mantra of all for good, but um, yeah, it's, it's a challenge and I'm glad we talked about it. You know, it's, it's tough. I think no different than with you last week. It's like, Hey, you just have to look at your past, accept it. You know, there's some probably really good quote out there. It's like, you know, your past is, is what it is, but it's only a big deal. if You still let it affect you to this day. Right. And, and I'm clearly letting it impact me to this day, but you know, but like we can challenge our listeners, like I got to challenge myself and then that's what I'm going to do. I love it, man. I love it. Well, on that note, then I will bring us, well, our challenge for the day is if you are so fortunate to have your parents still on this planet or some other elder who raised you or whatever, who you look at as an authority figure that you've always wanted to bridge the gap and maybe you've struggled to have a real conversation and connection with, but would like to have a warmer, more open relationship, go start a conversation. How would you start it if you're telling somebody else to start that conversation? Oof, you mean the one I'm going to start with my mom? Not necessarily that one, but I mean, I guess if that's how you want to give some context. I mean, me personally, I'd probably break the ice. I would break the ice a little bit. And that's, that's I remember 
Roz and I were out to father and stepmother before we moved from Florida. And I was asking questions about his family, like my grandparents, my uncle. Mm-hmm. And even then I can felt he was uncomfortable. He was uncomfortable. Like he didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, my stepmother is really good. I can ask her anything. She can talk. She'll talk about things. Um, but I think you just break the ice and then, you know, it's like coaching. It's like talking to anybody. You have to kind of gauge their comfort level. This is my all-time hack for whenever I need to have a hard conversation with somebody. It's, I started off with, hey, I've been thinking about you. I think I said this maybe another episode. It works like a charm if and only if you actually have been thinking about them. Because when you think about what that means, it's like, when you think about the fact that most people walk around their day with n- like not talking to, not having anybody like really ask about them or think about them and somebody just walks up and says, Hey, I was thinking about you. They're like, wow, you just gave up of your time to say like, just to consider my life and how I'm doing and what's going on with me. So if in this situation, if it was going to be something hard where we're going to talk about like, Hey, I want to ask you some party questions about like your life. I personally be like, Hey, I was thinking about you and, I've personally been reflecting on my life and some of these scenarios. I was wondering if I could get some advice and some understanding about this situation. I think that'd be an easier way to, to front load it from the perspective of one, you're breaking the ice and you're like letting them know, like you've already given them some of your time because they meet, they're meaningful to you. Right. And like, again, it only works if you really actually genuinely think about them and give them truth. And the secondarily, you're making them, you're giving somebody, especially if there's somebody that's meaningful to you, like a parent or, you know, a family member or somebody like that, or a friend, you know, like now you're saying like your actions that are going to follow from answering these questions, I think are going to have like a, they're going to serve a very deeper, a far deeper purpose than just like, just giving me some answer. Right. It's, it's going to really help me grow as a human being. I think that really helps people, especially parents, right. Cause parents want, I think they want their kids to be happy, happy and growing in the right direction. Right. So if you could, they can provide that that solace and that comfort from just sharing their experiences. Um, I think they can feel valuable in that moment and also feel like, cool, I guess I can, I can say this because I, I need to, I need to do it for my baby and right? I need to do it for my child. Um, cool. I dig it. Those are, those are Caleb Nelson hacks right there. About- no, I think that's great. I think it's great. It stresses me out to think about saying that to my parents, but I can say it to people at the box all day. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of what I got to get to the root of. Like, it's just that idea of vulnerability. Like I don't feel vulnerable saying that to members at a box, but I feel that way when it comes to my parents. It's an interesting, I guess, perhaps that you think the stakes are higher, right? Yeah, there's that. I mean, I don't think anything bad's going to happen. So I don't know why I feel that. Like, I don't think they're going to be like, we don't love you. Like, I'm not worried about that. I don't know what it is. I think it's just, I've never had that you know, we were never a family that shared emotions and talked about those things. I feel like the the last time I remember telling my mom about a girl I liked was in like, I remember going to a fourth grade dance. Wow. You know, I remember that moment and that was it. I don't remember ever really talking about females ever again. Was this like emotional discussion not really encouraged or was it shunned upon or was it? Yeah, I wouldn't say it was shunned. It just didn't happen. Huh. So you just kind of followed the leader with that? 
Yeah, and you get like kind of, you know, introspective and withdrawn. Hmm. And now you're ready to like break that mold. Yeah, and you know, of course, the irony is I'm not that way with nearly anyone else on this planet. It's strange how we do that. I don't know. I really don't know yeah. how we do that. I think it, it, it's got to be like we think the stakes are higher, right? Like this, these people. It's got to be that. Like, you know, you do that with someone at the box, like who cares? I never need to see this person again. You do it with your mom. You're like, that's my mom. I need to see her. But like I said, I think the only outcome is a stronger relationship. It's not like anything negative will happen. She may feel uncomfortable in the moment or hesitate or pause, but I don't think it's going to be anything but positive once you break that ice once you break the initial tension i definitely think there's always that like i don't want to hurt the people that i care about but this is the information that's going to help us get over the hump so sometimes we got to do that um Mm -hmm. i know i've personally been going through a place in my life where uh i'll say i'm paring down the amount of humans that are i regularly am in contact with at least on like a substantial level and a lot of it comes down to early on, like there's going to be, I mean, no matter who it is, like somebody's going to piss you off at some point, no matter how close they are to you, how if they're your friends or your family or whatever, or you're going to have to make a decision. There's going to be some point of friction. And I, like, especially I'll talk about this with my wife when I make decisions or anything like that. And it's like, I'd rather find out right now if they're able to hang or not. Right. And if they're not, then you, at least, you know, and like mm-hmm. acquaintance, obviously with family, just slightly different, uh, a slightly different situation right because there's a there's a different type of bond that you're you're navigating as well and um to fracture that that can always be a little bit interesting as well because you know the assumption is you're going to see them at family gatherings and things like that again you don't want to really have to have bad blood in the water but um cool man well i appreciate you sharing the insight and i'm actually really really excited for you to actually undergo this challenge this quest I've got my dog just like getting nosy everywhere. Um, uh, Tyson's getting crazy. No, I will definitely keep you posted. Give me a little bit of time. This isn't tomorrow, <laughs> this, but this is, uh, it's going to happen. This is the, uh, this is the nurture cycle, right? We've got to start it. We got to start the conversation at some point, at least you're going to start in your head. So uh, that's right. We've planned to, we've dropped the idea in it's the inception. I know you love that movie. I love that movie. Exactly. I like that. I actually just rewatched it. What do you say that? Um, I love it, man. Uh, I've got a good quote for everybody to consider as they go forward. Uh, where is it? The past is never where you think you left it. It's from Catherine Ann Porter. And uh, of course, I think that's worthy of reflecting upon in and of itself, just because, you know, just like you said, like you didn't even, until you unpacked some of the, hey, by the way, you know, you open your public speaking engagements with I'm a child of divorce. You didn't even realize like that was, that was a thing. And you, you probably need to sometimes go back and re and confront some of those things, not to perseverate. And I think it, you do a good job, obviously not of just like letting it dictate your every move, at least consciously. Um, but uh, it's definitely worth taking a peek at, but that's all I got for today, man. Anything else you want to add before we say sayonara to our friends? That's it. Thanks for uh, bearing with me. Thanks for asking the tough questions. And, um, you know, I hope as listeners tune in that hearing us talk about these struggles and challenges in life, it, it helps them. Likewise. I, uh, it was a good times. Um, all right, guys. So next, uh, your, again, your homework, go reach out to somebody that you want to have a closer relationship with it. Sometimes maybe the authority 
the authority relationship maybe messes with you and take a peek at that. And if you don't have a problem with that, well, teach somebody else how to do that because uh, it's definitely not an easy task for some people. So that's all we got. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Much love.